welcome to Freedom Cast, a podcast dedicated to interviewing star icons and entrepreneurs who have encouraged others to become more healthy and active. My name is Ashton, and it's my pleasure to host you as we take another trip through the fitness industry. It's entertaining and informative, and I hope it makes fitness more exciting and special to you in your own fitness journey. Freedom Cast is supported by Freedom Fitness Equipment in Charlotte, North Carolina. Freedom Fitness Equipment serves the health and fitness community nationwide, from free weights and strength equipment for home gyms and studios to cardio and conditioning equipment for commercial spaces. Check them out at freedomfitnessequipment.com. Let's get rolling with today's show. This is Joe Gray of uh, Gray Matter Lifting and uh, the founder of Garage Gym Competition, uh, which is a group that was founded on, uh, I guess it was Instagram. So um, uh, this was really awesome during the pandemic, but um, every year they host a lifting competition, um, squat, bench, deadlift, and people put their totals together um, and then post them online. And it's a really nice way for the community to come together, home gym community to come together and uh, just show some solidarity and uh, do some lifting together and just keep it all all. Uh, all as part of the group, which is really cool. Um, I wanted to talk to you, Joe, because uh, I really like that uh, that energy and also that that group that you formed. But I wanted to ask about your background and what even got you into um, powerlifting and starting that group specifically. Because I really like supporting the mission of of uh, Garage Gym uh, Competition, and I'm hoping we can sponsor you guys here soon as well. Um, whether you guys do annual or biannual events, so. Um, yeah, if you can just give us a, just a brief overview of you and your, your background, that'd be awesome. Sure. So, uh, so Joe Gray, I live in Northern California, just North of Sacramento. I've been in the general area my entire life. So a few different spots when I went to school and stuff like that. But, um, I work in human resources. My background is specifically, so my bachelor's degree is in human resources, my master's degree is in instructional design. So that's like corporate training, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of project managers have that kind of background, sometimes some teachers and things like that. Um, it's understanding enough of how people learn and intake information, process it, store it, then retain it and pull it back out at a later date to use it. Um, so, uh, and my degree is actually specifically in an online environment. Oh. So you take the master's degree of understanding people and thinking and learning and stuff like that. Um, my job for the last 10 years at the bank I work with transitioned from, I did event coordination. So I helped set up all of the training events and things like that. Mm -hmm to um, doing a lot of the behind the scenes work from a training, uh, uh, both in-person training events, but also online stuff. So developing courses and content, um, uh, making sure everything lines up right, developing the uh, supportive website materials and sending out email communications and all kinds of things like that into my job now, which is called a business manager. Uh, I'm essentially the, like the right-hand man of my uh, chief of human resources. I run his projects. I do his metrics and data analysis, and I do all kinds of things to help him essentially make better decisions and move the company and our department forward. And so um, 
all of those pieces play a really big role in how I've been able to kind of successfully create, manage, run, grow the competition. Um, some of it probably pretty easy to see, right? So the event coordination piece, being able to get 30 to 40 people from different places within California, all to one centralized location along with a vendor, um, on time with materials, with food, with you know the whole deal, all those things at once and make it seem seamless for everyone who shows up is it's a lot, it's a lot of work, right? And you don't just do one, you do like 12 at one time. So it's like moving piece here, 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 kind of thing. Um, so a lot of checklists, a lot of managing spreadsheets, a lot of understanding, um, you know, calendar work and priorities and okay, I can do that one or more, but I got to do this one today, um, all that stuff. Um, and then even just so like, like I said, that one's pretty obvious, I think, to the maybe somewhat more hidden stuff, which is all the stuff in the background, which is the strategy development. So working with my head of HR to come up with what's the strategy for the HR department. I've done that for the competition. Like, how are we going to grow? When are we going to grow? Right. You don't just hit the gas from day one and just speed off. Right. Everything's got to grow at a consistent speed that you can maintain and is sustainable. Um, you want to make sure you get things right before you just open the floodgates and everything breaks and people have a bad experience and then they never come back. Right. Um, so all those different things, everything I've learned in work, all my education, everything have a huge impact. Even you wouldn't like you wouldn't think running a powerlifting event would be uh, supported from a. Uh, corporate HR, you know, background and master's degree in instructional design, like, like, they don't sound like they line up, but there's a lot of crossover. And then from a lifting stance, I've been lifting, uh, I lifted on and off when I was a kid for sports and stuff. When I graduated high school, a uh, buddy of mine, so I stopped playing sports after high school, buddy of mine had just started going to the gym, and I needed some physical outlet and he goes hey come with me okay sure um spent the first handful of years having no clue what we were doing <laughs> like at all i mean you know i i was that guy who then like six years later looked at someone doing what i did going the fuck is wrong with that kid right? <laughs> like, <laughs> um you show up and you know your your workout is like eight sets of curls oh, and, and, and leg press and whatever, right? Like it's just, it was trash. <laughs> then we finally started doing something somewhat valid uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, had pulled some workouts from like bodybuilding.com or something. Mm -hmm. Again, not good, but at least right. like somewhere in the realm of valid. Um, and then the guy who owned the gym was actually a competing bodybuilder. So he gave us some tips and tricks here and there. One of the guys who was there as well was a, um, retired professional powerlifter. Mm -hmm. So I got, you know, some bench tips and some squat tips from him occasionally. Um, and just over the years spent more and more time reading and understanding and, and realizing I was way off you know, the mark and, and you can't just go in and do literally everything every day. And, okay, the reason why squats are hard is because they're effective. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why deadlifts are hard is because they're effective, right? Um, and so, yeah, so it's it's been a journey over the course of, uh, so I'm th- almost 35, so like 17 years of nice. probably being in the gym for at least a couple of days a week to mm-hmm. over the last probably 10 or so probably at least four, if not five days a week. Um, At one point, I think I was doing seven days a week, um, which is way too much. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, you got to try it and figure out that it's terrible. So, yeah. uh, But, um, and yeah, uh, bodybuilding is kind of where I started off just because that's where we kind of focused. Yeah. And then when I learned, you know, you got to do the big movements and those worked kind of, you don't really learn how to squat from a bodybuilder. You learn how to squat from a powerlifter and mm-hmm. same thing with bench and stuff. And so then I kind of got interested in powerlifting and um, there you go. So. Nice. So uh, going back to my initial comment, I hope I didn't get this wrong. Um, is Garage Gym competition an in-person and virtual event? Um, because you said uh, you were arranging for 30 different folks from California to get to one place. Did I, so I, I may have misspoken. No, 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 no. So that, that was like, that was my work stuff, right? Oh, so got it. Okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're, when you're bringing everybody from different parts of California, so the bank I work for is in California. Gotcha. So you've got people from Northern California and Southern California and central and all kinds of stuff coming from different places all to one, you know, spot, right. Just that multiple moving pieces of getting everybody to one thing at a time. So even though a virtual event is different, that you mm-hmm. don't have a physical location uh, to transport everyone to, the general gist is still the same of we have a week where we need to get everyone to this one focused concept of lift, upload, track, that kind of stuff. So Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, why did you want to start garage gym competition? What was the, the impetus and, and how'd you go about creating it? So when I, um, when I started doing my gray matter lifting stuff, um, I didn't have any intent on like income or anything like that. It was just a fun kind of side piece. Um, it was something that I wanted to continue doing. So I had found during my master's that I liked writing um i'm an introvert by nature so writing is very cathartic it gets it out of my head um as opposed to it just rattling around in there and making me crazy (laughs) um you know i i have i have a notepad next to my bed and a pen and a lot of times it's like before bed i just i have to write a couple of things down so then i don't have to think about them anymore right so um learning that i like to write learning that um that I, I, I like the online presence and all kinds of stuff. I kind of wanted to keep that going from my master's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did it from a lifting stance and I just said, okay, you know, I'm going to have some fun with this and I don't really have any intentions. Um, I started to get support from a handful of different people because I was doing things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, when I do my reviews, I don't do affiliate links. Um, I also do like the minimum is like about six months for a product. Most of the time it's like a year plus. So the first couple of reviews I did, I literally put under the bucket of one plus year reviews. 
And my idea was like, I don't care if you like a bar after a month of use, Mm. I care what bar you go back to year or month after month, week after week, year after year. Right. And I care if that piece that you bought looks good, functions well, is still something you enjoy using after a length of time. Right. For sure. Um, You get outside of that honeymoon period and Mm -hmm. are you still happy or not? Um, So that was, that was my thought process and how I wanted to attack all of that and move that forward. And so, and again, I, I instinctively knew that that wasn't a good approach for companies because Mm -hmm. you put out a new product and you want the reviewer to put that out almost instantly, right? They want you to come out and say, this is great. I love it. This is why, et cetera. So people will buy it. Because as a company, you only have a small window of opportunity to grab people's attention, right? Right. So I, like, I knew I wasn't going to do anything groundbreaking or make a ton of money off my reviews and stuff, but that wasn't my goal. My goal was just to do this as a fun, interesting new endeavor for myself. I hadn't done product reviews before. I hadn't done a lot of video editing, that kind of stuff. Wanted to do a little bit more. Um, transition a few years forward and I'm still kind of doing it. People like me, they like my reviews. Um, and my kind of concepts were, I just want to continue to do things, content opportunities for the garage gym community that I want to take part in. Um, so I'm only going to write an article if I think I'd actually read it. I'm only going to do a product review if I think I would actually watch it or read it. And so the competition was, Hey, you know, I, I have a family, I have a full-time job. Um, I have a wife that I like to spend time with. I have a garden and a house and all these different things. And I just don't really find the time to actually compete, right? Mm -hmm. Actually show up to a physical in-person competition where you have to dedicate a full weekend typically of travel and money and time and all these kinds of things to just kind of put your name on the board like uh it just wasn't it was something i always wanted to do but it didn't the actual barriers to entry did not uh, appeal to me yeah so i said okay well we can do something for all the people who lived at home right like i can't be the only one that is kind of training but doesn't have an end goal and um could use this to motivate them and that kind of thing so at that point uh, Adam, I think you talked to Garage Gym yeah. Lab, uh, and Jake from Garage Gym Experiment, and um, JB from GarageGym.com, and a few of the other guys I reached out to who I had talked to uh, sporadically here and there. And at that point, Adam was like probably 20,000 followers, right? Uh, Jake was like, you know, 15 or something, um, much different than the 200 thousand that they have now um but uh yeah so i just went hey what do you what do you think you like this idea and they went yeah of course but let's do it uh you know we'll we'll figure out how to sponsor it okay cool um and that was it it was just i mean on a whim i think i started talking to them in uh like middle of january and i think we announced it like beginning of february and then we ran it in may or something like that wow um that was, I mean, there was no, 
again, far cry from what it is today with a dedicated Instagram page and website. And we start in October to plan for May, right? Um, and I am doing, I've got a full laundry list of annual items and, you know, parking lot items to address and, you know, website improvements and communication changes and, you know, content ideas and all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, when, when we started, it was just simply a, I think this would be a cool idea. Um, let's, let's do it. People liked it. So we did it again and then again, and now again. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as you did it year over year, you just got more and more attention from brands and other people and just picked up traction that way. Yeah. So the first year, like I said, we, I mean, we, I think I had like six or seven sponsors up to date. Nice. And it was like, it was like Adam, Jake, um, JB put up a couple of shirts. Uh, Jake did his banners. Adam got a, another company to throw on a sponsor on his behalf. Mm -hmm. um, uh, John Greaves did some stuff from his store at Garage Gym Life and that kind of stuff, right? It was like, like four shirts, a banner and that kind of thing. Um, probably legitimately like $120 worth of stuff combined. Uh, we put it out. I had Bells of Steel reach out. So Kayvon, um, and then, and he wanted to put in, he did like a mobility pack. Um, so, you know, another like 25 bucks worth or something. Um, we had the biggest prize was a company who I don't even know if they're in business anymore. Um, they put in a flat bench. Oh. Um, and, and we were like, Oh, <laughs> like, what? right. That yeah, was yeah. crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, I think we added, we added a sponsor almost every day for a couple of weeks. And, wow. um, I think we got up to like maybe 20 or something, maybe at most, nice. again, it was, it was like, Hey, I'll throw up a t-shirt and I'll yep. throw up this sticker pack and, uh, and that kind of thing. Cool. But it, it was, it was cool. And we had, we had 88 people or so compete the first year. Um, and then, yeah, year two. Um, so after year one, I became a moderator on Reddit, on the oh. um, Our Home Gym section. Yeah. And so that gave me a little bit more influence and ability as well. So we started doing AMAs with a lot of companies. Um, so I started kind of doing a two-handed pitch just saying you want to do an ama cool hey that went really well do you want to sponsor the competition <laughs> um and that worked and nice. so year two we got you know rep fitness on board mm -hmm. and body solid and wow. uh edge fitness and uh, a whole bunch of different companies and i mean i think we jumped up to like uh it was probably like six or seven thousand dollars worth of equipment so Dang. it was like a drastic change, right? Yeah. We went from a flat bench to like, uh, I think we had a rower and a power rack and three or four bars. And it yeah. was, it was way different. Yeah. And then, and we had just over 200 people. Year three, um, I formed what I called a council for the competition, mm -hmm. which includes Jake, Adam and JB, as well as three community members. So that's three people that we say, who wants to be involved? This is a volunteer position. There's no money involved, nothing. <laughs> You're just saying, I want to help. And I want to, I think I have ideas. Yep. 
And so we had um, Emily Sneed Anderson, we had uh, TJ and Josh. Okay. So their uh, Instagrams are Emily's is Emily Sneed Anderson, TJ's is PSF Hybrid, and Josh is Sudelman. And uh, they all helped the rest of us kind of steer the ship and come up with what we thought we wanted to do. Nice. Um, so Josh made our logo. Um, TJ locked down a handful of sponsors. Cool. Uh, Emily helped with the data collection and things like that. And we went up to, I think it was like 15,000 or something in prizes and 1,200 participants. Dang. Um, yeah. So, and now obviously COVID helped. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then this last year, we had uh, 1,200 participants again. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting switch from year three and four. Year three had a lot of people who were, uh, they had no other option. So <laughs> during the pandemic, the only way to compete was out of your own garage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had a lot of people who like, they brought monoliths and competition benches and stuff from their gym into their garage to be able to set up. Um, and there were a bunch of like really big, like, like state record, national record type lifters and stuff who competed. Um, and they didn't necessarily all come back for year four. Okay. Year four, we had kind of a, uh, transition back to our typical audience of mm -hmm. year one and two, which is your like born, bred, gonna be in the garage gym community for the future kind of thing. Um, and year four, we had just over $30,000 in prizes. So, and that's from about like 31 sponsors. So. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. So this, uh, what was, so then I'm trying to calculate in my head what year this garage gym competition was started. Is that four years ago now? Yeah. So okay. 2018. Okay. Did I do the math right? Yep. Gotcha. Wow. Um, and, um, are you guys, so is, is it, and, and just so people know, is it, uh, us based or world it's worldwide, right? Worldwide. So we, um, the, the first year, so this is another piece of like, we just kind of started and went for it. Right. So the first year people would ask me questions and that would kind of like form the rules on the spot. Oh, cool. So they'd say things like, can I use a specialty bar? And I go, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and the next person would be like, do you have to weigh in? And I'm like, nah, that's dumb. We don't want to do that. And then the next person would say like, do I have, do I have to do it on this one, like during this week? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, can I split it amongst the days? Go, sure. Why not? Who cares? Uh, right. And so we literally like piecemealed built the rules as we kind of went, we had a general, like two or three concepts, but we just kind of went as we went. Mm -hmm. And then now we have like, I think, think almost every single rule is ironed out and laid out cleanly, et cetera. Um, but yeah, we uh, it's the transition and the change has been very interesting. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, uh, it's been a fun ride so far. So. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, 
And I, I'm assuming the goal is to continue to grow this thing uh, worldwide, but um, any, I know, I know this probably works against the goal, but uh, any, any future aspirations at any point or any thought of, hey, this might be nice to have in person at some point, or maybe even a mix of like hybrid in person and virtual? Yep. So, um, so the, I didn't actually answer your question on the worldwide thing entirely. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yes, you can compete uh, across the globe. It doesn't yeah. matter. The key caveat. So we have to put an asterisk, which says not all sponsors can ship their prizes everywhere. Right. Um, and okay. so, so, uh, there's a chicken before the egg conundrum going on where, um, people don't, we, we have we have a decent amount of people non-US who compete, but not like a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that we can necessarily garner like a specific, say, UK sponsor, right? Or South America sponsor or something based off of, hey, I've got 15 people, right? Yeah, yeah. But they, people also don't show up because there isn't a UK sponsor, Right. And so it's one of those trying to figure out how, how I can incentivize a sponsor to get on board to then incentivize the more people to show up kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, like I said, so out of 1200 people, I think it was, I want to say about a thousand were us. Okay. Um, like about a hundred of the remaining are Canada. And then it's like maybe 50 to 80 are in then like the Europe, uh, greater Europe area mm-hmm. and the other like 20 or say in like Australia, New Zealand, there was like one in Africa, a couple in South America, stuff like that. So, cool. um, and then, uh, from a grill stance, uh, and so you asked about in-person versus virtual, yep. um, yes, kind of a hybrid approach. Okay. So that's one of the items we'll work on for 2022. So it was actually going to be, so I mentioned TJ earlier, Mm -hmm. his job uh, was actually going to be to work on what we call local meets. Oh, cool. Um, The idea being, um, I don't know if, do you know who uh, working class barbell is by chance? No, Um, but that sounds familiar for some reason. Okay. So uh, Ryan D. Pompero, He's a powerlifter out of Illinois. He lifts pretty much exclusively out of his garage with a group of other local powerlifters who show up. Um, his wife is a competitive powerlifter and an IFBB Pro uh, fitness uh, model. I think that's the right term. Um, just a badass chick. You can just say that. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Ryan's like, uh, I don't know, a buck 80. And I think he did all three lifts within five minutes of each other for the competition this year and took like probably 13th of everybody. Like he's a, he's a, he's a monster. So, (laughs) um, and, uh, he's like an ex MMA fighter and all kinds of things. And so, um, yeah. So Ryan every year has lined up a actual in-person meet at his place to the garage gym competition. Nice. So the first year 
Uh, actually, I think he even kicked it off really well the first year. He had like, um, they had, you know, uh, music and a bunch of people and food and they were taking shots of whiskey and then hitting the ammonia and pulling deadlifts and stuff. And it was, it was crazy. Um, and then the second year he had like a film crew out, they had a porter potty. He had like competition powerlifting discs and, uh, um, a combo rack and, and all kinds of stuff. Like it was, it was legit. Uh, I think he even built a, um, red light, white light switch like for oh, the no judges so, yeah, yeah. You know, good and bad lift and um yeah i mean it was it's crazy and he year three because of covid they kind of kept it smaller um mm-hmm. they kept it just to their inner group and then this year they did it crazy again um <laughs> since things were cleaned up a bit and um i mean it's it's basically what i would think of when you think of like my ideal powerlifting experience. It's a bunch of people who almost all know each other, who are all there to support each other, to just crush it. And they have a great time um, and people set PRs and everyone is just hyped as possibly can be. They enjoy some good food, some good music, they drink some beers and stuff. And then everyone says peace and then that's the end of it right yeah um so not everyone will run something as badass as ryan Mm -hmm. um in fact i one of the articles i want to put out with him is um how to run a badass ggc meet with ryan de pompero right (laughs) um and use him as like the pinnacle right Mm -hmm. of excellent meets and then uh, I have another one that's kind of written up by another guy who ran one this year with him and his buddies and he wrote down like what are the things that they used what did they learn what would they do differently next time that kind of stuff Um, and we're going to put out more resources for similar things like that Uh, My goal is to get some sponsors on board to be like the local meat sponsors. Okay. Um, So you'd have, um, say, a chalk sponsor, an ammonia sponsor, maybe get like, if I can pull it like Spotify to give like a week of free access to people. Yeah. Um, Maybe like Rain Body Fuel would want to kick out like a pack of um, energy drinks. Yeah, man. And um, everything to like even I could see someone like a Ghost Strong wanting to send out like a banner um, mm-hmm. to everybody. Uh, I have plans to be able to support making shirts. So if you know at least a certain amount of time in advance that you're going to run one of these local meets, you can you can connect with me. I'll help with your flyers and then get your like gym name or whatever you want to call it on a shirt. So that way it'll say like, you know, 2022 GGC meet at, you know, uh, Ashton's gym, right. Something like that. So, um, so that's the in-person aspect that we want to help push. Mm -hmm. Um, the idea that, uh, I have been told by other people in the past, and I didn't really want to explore this opportunity, the idea that we could have like a, a, a finals, like yeah. powerlifting competition in Heck Vegas yeah. or something like that. Um, I just, 
I'm not interested in that. It's okay. not, it's not that it's not a possibility. Like somebody mm-hmm. else could run with that. But my stance is, is that's, that's literally what powerlifting is. Like yeah, that is that's true. What real events are, right. right. We're trying to do something different for a different audience. Um, and if somebody wants to explore an in-person sanctioned ruled, etc., event, like those, those are a thing. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so that's, that's our like hybrid model of you got a guy who hits all three lifts in his garage by himself. And then you got these kind of events like Ryan and them will host. And then you've got the, the real deal sanctioned stuff. So I think we can hit number one and number two. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure for people who are professionally powerlifting events like this really help them to prepare for competition. It gives you at least a little bit of a sense, even if it's not in person, like a yep. little bit of a sense of what that environment's going to be like. Yep. Um, I wanted to ask you about the name, uh, that you came up with, uh, great matter powerlifting. Um, can you ex- explain a little bit of background on that? Yep. So, um, I mean, the easy one is, is my last name is gray, right? So okay. Joe gray, gray yep. matter. Yeah. Um, the kind of deeper piece to it. So when we, when I started my master's, one of the things that you had to do to prep for the program was you had to start a blog. And so, um, one of the things I, uh, this is like a non-lifting related, but like a life thing, right? Yeah. I tend to believe that most things are not left or right, but somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so that the concept was I actually named my blog, the gray area. Um, so one, again, my name, but two was, um, that, that middle approach to, um, you know, like how I've explained it to people with my lifting, I'm not really a power lifter or a bodybuilder. I'm somewhere in the middle, right? Like, I don't think you have to exclusively choose one path or the other. Um, same thing with politics and religion and whatever other things, like, I think there's room somewhere in the middle for all of it. And so, um, so that's kind of where that, concept of using my last name to explain my general thought processes on life and whatnot started. And then um, I had this idea that I would write about three different topics. So it would be gray matter, um, lifting, learning, and life. Ah. And so lifting, obviously, my lifting stuff. Uh, learning was the instructional design side of everything. And then life was kind of actually that middle ground, which was like trying to take items from lifting from the instructional design, et cetera, and turn it into like, a, how could you be a better person because you squatted more weight today or, you know, whatever it might be. So sure. um, I never moved forward on the uh, other two aspects. So the learning and the life piece, the learning was because, um, I found one, I was doing it for work and I just didn't want to write any more about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, uh, two, two of my friends and coworkers have PhDs in instructional design. And so they were, they were kind of writing and kind of not. And we're, and I'm like, okay, well, if they're struggling to get 
anything put out there from their perspective with a PhD. Yeah. That's probably not my route to go down. <laughs> um, and then the life piece of just, cause I think one of them fell apart, the other one fell apart. So, yeah. but the gray matter lifting piece just kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's the, again, play on words of my name paired with the general concepts of how I think and process and everything paired with my backgrounds and the, the whole deal. So Sure. That's really neat. Um, I'm just curious, uh, going back to the competition part, when you're going out looking for sponsors, um, are you putting together, I'm assuming you're putting together kind of customized pitches, but can you give us a peek behind the curtain of what are sponsors looking for when um, you're coming up with an idea like a virtual meet? Um, is it, you know, because, I mean, you guys started out small and then progressed over the years. Are they looking for like a dedicated community that's all in or are they looking for, are they looking for like certain aspects so they can, you know, be supporting you guys? So um, I can probably give you some stuff, but not everything. And it's not because I'm not transparent. It's because I don't know that I have all the answers yet. Yeah. Um, so, so year one and two, I think like I mentioned, year one was just people just kind of knocked on the door and said, I want in, right? There was no, yeah. no pitch, no literally anything, right? Yeah. Uh, year two, there was a little bit more of like, hey, here's this thing that I do. Would you be interested? And they they said, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Nice. Nice. Um, year three, when Adam and Jake and them hopped on and helped, um, part of the pitch was obviously, hey, there's like, we have almost the entire garage gym community market locked down with these groups of people, right? Yeah. You know, I have Reddit, they have their own platforms, their, you know, their newsletters and websites and Instagrams and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, if you want to be in front of these people, this is like, here's a prime opportunity, right? And, but that was kind of the, the end of the pitch was just like, there's people will communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah this last year so uh so for 2021 the three community members that we had one was um eric kang one was bruce doyle he goes by brian doyle and a few different other things um he confuses me on that but (laughs) um and then uh chris uh sone i think is how you pronounce it um, so Chris is in Canada, Eric is in Oregon, and then Bruce is over on like towards the East Coast area. And Bruce is actually in sales. And so when he got on board and he's actually, so he works for Vega, which is a, um, like a vegan supplement company. Cool. And um, he was a sponsor by means of his own accord last year. So he he lives out of his his own garage he saw the opportunity he gets free stuff from vega because he works there and he mm-hmm. said i want to put in some of my own stuff up for sponsorship nice this year he got vega actually on board themselves as a company um but on top of that he was like hey i like i know what sponsors want i know oh. what they want to see and that kind of stuff 
So he helped build, I say helped, he built uh, a, um, like a sales pitch. It's like a one pager that's got some, you know, nice graphs and stuff and some details that shows uh, what did we do last year? What do we think we're going to do this year in terms of um, follower accounts and communications and outreach and impressions and all this different stuff. Wow. Um, and we used, we actually used our home gym being a, a mod. He's actually, uh, all three of the community members actually ended up being mods as well. Not, oh, wow. not by means of like me moving them up and saying, cause you're helping me here. <laughs> you're helping me here. It was just coincidence. Wow. Um, and so, uh, we have access to some additional data in the background as mods, not a lot, but enough to show like growth potentials and things like that. Nice. So we used a lot of those things to try and say, look, this is how the community has grown over the last year and a half. This is where the trajectory is headed. This is why we think it makes sense for you to be in the competition. Um, and, but again, that, that was it. So it was basically just saying, we have a lot of visibility. Um, are you interested? Right. Mm -hmm. And then we tossed up like, um, who else was involved, um, said, Hey, we're only going to have about 30 sponsors. So if we get, you know, 40 applications, we're going to have to trim a little bit, things like that. Gotcha. And, and that worked, that worked really well. Um, yeah. I reached out to like prime fitness. I don't know if you're, yeah. Yep. So, um, I didn't have any real connection with them beforehand. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say any, I helped them set up an AMA on Reddit. Okay. That was it. Like, yeah. And, um, I reached back out to them just on a whim and said, Hey, would you guys be interested in this? And they said, shoot us an email. I sent them an email and like, no debate, no nothing. They turned back around and said, how about we throw in one of our uh, plate loaded pull downs? And I'm like, Heck yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like yes. I, I assumed they were going to be like, how about we give you one of our cable attachments, right? Which still would have been good, but that's like mm -hmm. a $125 item as opposed to a um, $3,500 um uh, you know, uh, machine, right. Yeah. Very, very, very different. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been interesting to see how quick a lot of those sponsors are just like, yeah, we're in like, no, no, no debate. Um, why I started it off by saying, I don't know that I have all the answers is because so far, um, no one's made any money off the competition. Okay. So I don't, I don't charge anyone anything or anything like that. Yeah. The transition into 2022, that'll look a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, and so figuring out how do we um, specifically, I uh, give the sponsors the ROI that they want mm -hmm. for their investment, for their, you know, their fees and their giveaways and all this other stuff and make sure that it's not just, um, you know, a, a small logo placement on a flyer, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, is the part that I've been working on for the last couple of months. Um, so I have a 2022 pitch written up with different ideas. Um, 
with how I think that's going to play out um, and what I think makes sense. Mm -hmm. But one of the key things I know from years of experience working in corporate is that just because it technically makes sense on paper doesn't mean somebody buys it. Yeah. Um, so, so the, one of the next steps is having conversations actually with the sponsors. Like I will call them and specifically, which we, I haven't really done in the past. Okay. It's almost yeah. always been like an Instagram DM or a quick email. Hey, yes, no. Okay. Um, this will be, you know, me calling up and saying, Hey, let's, let's set up a 45 minute call and let's figure out how, uh, what are you looking for in the competition? Am I meeting those needs or not? Um, what would you say to this kind of concept moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the budget? Do you not? Uh, what would you need to get that budget? You know, do I, all those different things. And so wow. um, luckily I'm prepared for that. Luckily <laughs> uh, my uh, again, tapping into my work experience, one of the big things I've had to do over the last handful of years is just have conversations with uh, highly paid executives and say, where are you at with this? Like, what what are you thinking? Are you on board? Are you not? You know, where are you stuck? That kind of stuff. Um, and I got uh, the previous company I worked for before we got bought out. Um, I got us to implement like remote work opportunities and stuff, which is pretty unique in a banking uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think I'm ready for the conversations. Yeah. Uh, so, but it'll be interesting. So, wow. That, that's so, yeah, it's interesting to me. You know, a lot of, um, and it sounds like you're running this exactly like a, any other business. I mean, sometimes you just got to shoot your shot with, with people and, yep. and a lot of people don't even get that far. They just think, yep. Oh, I'll never be able to make it. And then they just give up at that point. Yep. So that's, that's absolutely incredible. Um, are there, uh, are you guys uh, continuing to expand the committee beyond the, or plans to expand the committee beyond those, three main committee members and then the uh, community folks as it gets bigger and bigger, are you trying to keep it tight enough to where lines of communication are you're like, you're not trying to build this big old behemoth or anything like that. Or uh, so there's a few, there's a few things in my head. One is, is um, I have seen when executive teams have been, you know, 10 plus people yeah. and they just, they can't make decisions. There's yep. just no, there's no agreement. Yep. So um I don't, I don't want that. Uh, it's hard enough on some of the discussions that we cut and like 99% of the things we get to a really reasonable solution really quickly. Yeah. And then 1% of the stuff we just, (laughs) we do this all day long. And then I just go, I guess we don't have the answer. And then we got to circle back in a couple of weeks and then we do this again. And then like at a certain point, sometimes it's just me going, all right, I'm the decision maker. This is what we're doing. Even if it's not what everybody else wants to do, game over. Yep. yep. Um, and that's just that much harder with 10 plus people or whatever. Yeah. Um, since I don't pay anyone, mm-hmm. because as of right now, I don't get paid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any intent on expanding any further or asking anybody else for their time. Jake, Adam, and JB obviously get something out of it because they're 
further involved in the community and the network reach and stuff like that. And they get the goodwill of they're supporting the competition, um, even though they're not getting anything out of it. Sure. Um, and the community members will switch out every year. Um, right. That's the plan. Uh, assuming we need them every year. Um, if we hit a point where we're like, we're not doing anything different or whatever, then maybe not. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But that's the plan. Um, so three new members each year. Um, and then where I do want to expand eventually. So um, we will open up a new format next year to submit videos. So Instagram has been the only avenue. Okay. Um, and that's, we just, we started on Instagram. And so we just kept doing Instagram. And uh, last year, I wanted to go elsewhere. But the council had some really good feedback, which was, we're still building so much and changing things and everything. Yeah, you really don't want to open up everywhere. Like I think I said earlier, you don't want to open the floodgates and then have to pull everything back. Yeah. You don't want to open the floodgates and get crushed because your data collection process isn't sustainable or, mm. you know, your rules are confusing or you know, whatever it might be. Yep. So, so we stuck to Instagram and the concept was uh, one, once our growth kind of stopped going like, you know, basically a vertical line up. Yep. And once our uh, processes and everything were uh, clean and mm -hmm. we didn't have these drastic changes every year, we said, excuse me, we said, uh, okay, we will, then we'll open it up and we'll go elsewhere. So um, next year, the plan is to open up another format for submission. And then that'll be essentially the pilot test. Mm -hmm. If that goes well, which I don't see any reason why it wouldn't, then the plan would be to open up, then I'd open up the floodgates. So okay. I then I'd say, okay, Facebook and Twitter and uh, uh, TikTok, I don't care, whatever, right? Uh, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Um, oh if you can upload a video, right. And you can hashtag it in some fashion to where mm -hmm. people can find it, right. Yep. The community can get involved and see it. Um, then we're good. Mm -hmm. And so where that comes into play from a like council type perspective is I don't personally necessarily see it as a sustainable uh, process to be on every single social media platform ever. Yep. Um, nor is that a good use of my time to try and build up a, again, a TikTok, you know, presence, right? right. Or whatever. Instead, it'd be a much better use of my time and really aligns with the goal of the competition as a whole to unite the community to go out and find people who already have a presence in those areas and say, okay, what, you know, you're a power lifter on, um, so Twitch is a yep. good example. Yep. So average Joe's runs there. Um, uh, they actually do a competition for Twitch, uh, live wow. streamers, um, to say, okay, you're going to be our Twitch ambassador or whatever the 
term is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good win for you because you can line up your competition to ours. And then you and all your people would then qualify for our 40 plus thousand dollars in prizes. And you don't got to do a damn thing, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to lock down every sponsor. I'm going to handle all the communications, all the rules, all the uploads, the data tracking, the analysis, the, I'm going to do all of that, right? All you got to do is help me from a communication stance on the platform that you're already good at and you're already doing um, and it'll be a win-win. So um, that's, that's probably the closest to a expansion of the team that I have in my mind. So, um, but that's probably a 2020, it could be late 2022 or 2023. Gotcha. I'm, I'm curious from a community perspective, what you have found most resonates with um, garage gym and home gym folks um, in a brand. Um, it doesn't even have to be a sponsor, but like just a brand in general. And there's some brands that are like super pretentious. The only thing you'll ever put out is all about their product. It's not really involved much with the community. It's just about pushing sales, 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 sales. And there's other brands that are like super down to earth, but you never really heard of them that have a really good product. But again, they're like having a hard time getting their, their message. Out. What do you, what do you find from, from the community perspective really resonates with people um, just in your interactions with both with sponsors as well as garage gym competition? So it's um, probably a couple of pieces. I think what's interesting, and this is probably not too different than any other industry Um no matter how much people maybe like a company or the things they do or whatever, um, your pocketbook still kind of has to jive with it. Right. Yep. So, um, I'll use like, like go strong as an example. Right. So ghosts, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with them. So they're, yep. like, they're like their J cups are like $350 or something. Uh, yeah, I, I bought my full rogue rack. Now, obviously this is like seven years ago or something, mm-hmm. but it was like $600. So, yeah. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a little over half of what I paid for my entire rack. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard. Like that's a hard sell, but obviously they know their target market very well. Yeah. They know that their target market, the, their cost is, as long as it's not literally outrageous, um, the, the price is just not really the determining factor. Yeah. Um, I mean, they can't even keep their their rollers in stock. They, yeah. they sell out so fast. Crazy. Um, so, so I guess my advice for a company would be primarily know your target market, right? Um, but in terms of what the community wants, um, the, the pricing piece is huge. So like Titan isn't involved in almost anything that I can see. Like they don't, they, um, they, they're not on Reddit almost at all. Um, and we have crap. I think we're getting close to 400,000 followers or subscribers. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I don't see them show up on, 
Jake's page very often, if at all, Adam's page, uh, JV, I think Coop does a little bit with them yeah. um, here and there, but like even Brandon Campbell dumped them because they treated him like shit. And so <laughs> like, they don't have a great reputation within the, like, let's call it like, uh, official, like garage gym community. Yep. Um, and they still sell, I think they're number two. I think it's yeah. rogue and then them. Yep. Um, so that one's a hard one to like kind of figure out. I, I would guess that the vast majority of it is they are cheaper than literally everyone. Yeah. Um, pair that with like, so like my neighbors across the street, lit, literally directly across from me mm -hmm. every single day, they look into my garage and see my gym equipment and they just bought a bar bumpers dumbbells and a few other things and they bought it all from titan oh and i i do not like titan i've never liked titan um the main reason is is because when i was buying all my stuff originally they were breaking things like their oh, j cups were breaking yep. Their, their rack holes didn't line up. Like everything was trash. Mm -hmm. So even if they've cleaned up a lot of their stuff over the years, I have a really bad taste in my mouth for how they came into the community and did like, I perceive everything wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so like if they had asked me, Hey, where should you buy stuff? Titan would have been at the bottom of my list um but they didn't like mm. so even though they know i do all that they just they didn't <laughs> and then two doors up they they even know that i run the competition like we've had legit conversations about what it is how it works etc and then they went out and bought some equipment again and didn't ask me at all and so there's a there's like the community and then mm -hmm. there's like everybody else who just has garage gym equipment. Like, <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I think that whole like other group is just, I, I think they just, they probably just Google search it and they just go barbell, right? And then yeah. they, they go, oh, well, Titans is $150. Why would I buy Rogues for 300, right? Yeah. Um, and then that's the end of the discussion. They don't, they don't have any, need or perception of a need to buy anything of a higher quality because i mean what they don't care right they don't right. and they don't know any different right um whereas then there's that whole other group who from what i can tell is highly influenced by um reviewers and community involvement as a whole and you know quality content that isn't just like look at our new thing but yeah. like kabuki for instance puts out a ton of great content for free yep on how do you squat how do you deadlift how do you bench hey your back hurts try these three things hey your neck hurts try those four things like all that different stuff yep um and so um we actually one of the questions we asked participants this year was um uh does does community involvement in things like the garage gym competition impact where you spend your money hmm. um and it was something like 
Uh, and we also asked a question that was, um, how much do you intend to spend on your gym in the next like six to 12 months? Yeah. And so everyone who planned, uh, when you broke it down by people who planned to spend, it was like 5,000 or more on their gyms. Yep. Um, it was like 82% or something. It was, a, it was, it was very clear. They said, yes, like yeah. I most certainly value people and companies who are involved in these types of things. Um, and so them consciously saying that as opposed to like, uh, and obviously those don't always track, like sure. they say yes, but then they spend their money somewhere yeah. else, but, or whatever. But, but for them to say, yeah, I mean, I do, I pay attention to that. You know, I can tell you that some of the sponsors we worked with for a couple of years, I mean, I've seen them continue to grow mm -hmm. and the number of people that I know that have bought stuff because I've said it was good or mm -hmm. whatever, um, like wall control is one. So it's the metal pegboards. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't take credit for being the first one to use it in a garage gym by any means, but I think I was one of the first to actually put out like a review and say, Hey, this is why I like it. This is what it does. This is why it's so much better than your basic pegboards, as well as better than the typical storage solutions you see for gyms, which are like very stuck in place type yeah. you know, hooks and stuff. Right. Um, then Adam got it. Then Jake got it. Then JB got it. Mm -hmm. Then um, the dude at Garage and Fanatics got it. Then And then they all pushed it out. And then... Um, the other people I mentioned earlier, Emily has one, TJ has one, Josh has one. Um, you know, it, the list goes on, right? Like hundreds of people that I have seen have tagged me in some fashion saying, you know, I got a wall control board, right? Wow. For their gym. And, and again, like my personal Instagram has 3000 followers, right? Like yeah. I, I, there's no way that I'm, like, it's not like all 3000 people bought it. Right. It's just that power of like one influential person to another, to another, to another, to another kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I think that's where those companies who want to actually be a part of the community mm -hmm. need to actually be a part of the community and understand the multiple connections, who to work with. Like, it's not just give an item to coop and then disappear, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, which I think a lot of them think that's how it works. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's partnering with a bunch of these different people getting into things like the competition mm -hmm. being not just, not just doing an AMA on Reddit, but actually like being a part of Reddit. Yeah. Commenting on posts from Jake and Adam and stuff like that, answering questions. Um, you know, there's a lot of them that I see their social media, like, they'll have like 30,000 followers and they'll put up a post and they'll get like four questions and they don't even answer them. Yeah. And yep. I'm like, what are you even doing? Like what? Don't have social. Yeah. <laughs> like you're missing the entire point. Like uh, yeah. elite fitness is the one that I always think of. Um, they put up, I've asked them a handful of questions over the years, like on posts specifically about like, Hey, can I buy those bumper plates from you? Yeah nothing uh, i've sent them dms and i've sent them from my account from the competition account whatever i've talked to buddies who like 
know Dave Tate personally. Yeah. I've had conversations and they just seem to not like they want it to be a one-sided transaction. Huh. Here's some content. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> as opposed to understanding the power of like back and forth, like you commented. So I commented. So then you tagged a buddy. So then he commented. So that, you know what I mean? Like, yep. It's weird. So it's so odd. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, if you look at Dave's, um, he now, this may be changing because he's getting way more active and interested in the social media side of things. He's got, yeah. he ran up table talk again. But yeah, yeah with some of those companies, um, it's like speaking into the void <laughs> when you, when you try to contact them. I, I, yep. I don't. And, and like you said, you know, Kabuki does unbelievable job of just messaging and that kind of thing. I'm trying yep. to, there's a couple other really good brands like that, but yeah, that's really, that's really cool for me to hear. Cause I, I like, I, I like using the equipment and, and seeing companies involved as much as I like selling it. So, um, like hearing that people really resonate with brands when they're involved like that is, is really cool. Cause yep. I think we need more people involved in the home gym space, not less, honestly. Yep um, getting people active and all that. Um, so, uh, if people, uh, want to find you, I've already mentioned your handles, but, um, uh, uh, run them off again for us. Um, where can they find you? Where can they find a garage gym competition? And then give us the dates coming up for, uh, the next run. Yeah. So, um, luckily my names are fairly unique so a quick google search of gray matter lifting or garage gym competition should give you uh all my stuff um on instagram it's gray underscore matter underscore lifting mm -hmm. um like i said i think my blog is the gray area uh garage gym competition is all one word um, same thing the website is just garage gym competition.com um so and it, again, if you Google it, you'll either find it on Reddit or on Instagram or on somebody who reposted it somewhere or something. So pretty easy to find them. Luckily, um, it's not a, uh, it's not like a version two of somebody else's name or something like that. <laughs> or if you type in an extra letter or one less or something, it'll skew, skew up. Um, for the dates. So right now we do one a year. Okay. Um, and that's really just because I, I have a regular job. Um, the other guys uh, mostly had regular jobs and have transitioned uh, in the last year or two to be full time. But like, that's still a job, right? Yeah. Like the competition isn't their main source of literally anything. So um, uh, as well as all the, you know, the three community members and stuff like that. So um, one a year right now, it takes place in the middle of May, um, typically like around the 15th or something okay. we do, it's a full week. So you have the full week to be able to participate. You can do it however it fits your schedule. So the competition was made by and for garage gym athletes, mm -hmm. which means we know that a lot of you have kids, families, houses, dogs jobs whatever kind of stuff and that fitting in a full uh you know one rm squat one rm bench and one rm deadlift in the same day just may not work yep so you can hit your 
lifts on Sunday, Tuesday, Friday, if you feel like it, whatever, whatever works. As long as it's all recorded, you got to perform it, record it, upload it, and enter it in the online form all in that week. That's it. That's basically the only rule. So, um, yeah. So we'll, we typically in the beginning of January have an announcement that says like, put it on your calendar. Okay. Um, that's our kind of kickoff. It's typically like the January 15th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere around March 15th. Um, I'm aiming for a little earlier this year, but somewhere around March 15th, we put out the full details. So here's all the sponsors. Here's all the stuff up for grabs, um, dates, rules, any additional insights, whatever stuff could come up. And then, um, and then, yeah, from there, we just run, we do um, stuff for people to find, uh, you know, deals on, on equipment or um, coaching tips and tricks, you know, trying to help people be better athletes. This last year, we ran a free 12-week uh, powerlifting program written by one of our coaches. So we'll cool. do that again this year. So it actually will take you from like March 1st until the competition kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to help people regardless of what stage they're at in their lifting journey. Um, and we've had people who it's their literal first lifting experience Wow. to first, you know, kind of powerlifting experience to professional powerlifters. Like the guy who does my programming, uh, Travis Rogers, he goes by Papa Bear Rogers on Instagram. He, another one, he's like five foot five. And I think he's weighing in around 215 or something right now. Dang. Um, just a solid yeah. jack ball of muscle. And I think he hit a, like a 1980 total or something in, what? in our competition. So you figure that's like, that's not even fully peaked, like the right mindset. Like I'm going in and I'm setting like the world, right? right? Like, yeah, he's, he is, <laughs> he's crazy. Um, and, and he is exactly what you would think of. Like he walks up to that bar and he's going to lift it or he's going to die. Like those, oh, those are the two options. Right. Um, and, and yeah. So, but, and I say that also saying like my four-year-old daughter competed this year. Right. Yeah. Uh, my wife competed. Um, I have, uh, there's people, I have a lady, I think she was like 62. Who yeah. competed. Nice. Um, uh, we had a handful of pregnant women compete, Cool, um, all kinds of stuff. So it is, is really a competition for everyone. And that's why, you know, our, all of our prizes go out in the open raffle um, where, so like Travis didn't walk away with literally everything, right? right. Um, it goes out completely at random to everybody. So nice. Nice. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a sponsor that's interested in sponsoring Garage Gym Competition, definitely get in touch with Joe. Um, if you're a lifter, uh, this is the, the, the place to be uh, in May um, when, you're, when you've got your Garage Gym equipment together. Um, and uh, I got a couple of questions for you after we're done here, yep. um, including uh, your website with reviews and that kind of thing. I'm just going to write myself a reminder, but um, definitely check, uh, check these guys out. Check out Joe. Uh, and check out the website. Um, it's well worth uh, well worth your time, and that community is growing. So keep it up. Thank you for coming on, Joe. I really appreciate you, man. 
Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love, I love talking about the competition. I love talking home gyms. I love talking to people I haven't talked to before. So, you know, yeah. even though I'm an introvert, we're talking about my thing. So I'm good. So. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for listening. Please give Freedom Cast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot to our business. Plus, it's fun to read y'all's reviews. See you next time.